flow inside my DNA. I was born like this. I got, I got, I got, I got. All right, everybody, you know what it is. It's a welcome to another episode of So Unapologetic. I'm your host, Aaron B. And today we got riding shotgun with me pulling up a chair. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but we got Dang, you Aaron. broke up. I didn't hear what you said. You broke up. No, I I had just stopped. I was just stopped because I was Oh, like, you stopped. I, oh shit. I thought someone was No. No, no. I like to no, let my no. co-host introduce themselves. This is your time to do oh, your shameless plug in and everything. My shameless plug. Well, see, I don't even know if it's considered a shameless plug anymore. The fact that I even have to check to see if my podcast is still active. Um, but yes, I am Erica Kane. I have a, a blog and a podcast also called The House of Kane. Uh, check me out, houseofkane.com. It's still you there. She got a blog. Ooh. Oh yeah, I ain't blogged shit in like three months, but I'm I'm still there. I still pay the bill, so it's still up. <laughs> Are you paying for stuff that you ain't been that you ain't been using? Hey, I I plan to get back to it. I had to take a break and <sighs> go back to uh, the the field of nursing, and I quickly had to exit. I had to go back. Like I'm not ready yet. I mean, I still work, but it just. It was crazy. So I was ready to go back into, I guess, the office, as we should say. Yeah, you know, because as an RN, you do more of the paperwork type shit. And um, I was not only doing paperwork, I was doing paperwork. I was out in the field. I was doing all kinds of stuff. And I was like, clearly, I'm not getting paid enough. So I I terminated my relationship with that company. (laughs) Is that your fancy way of saying that you quit? Basically, I quit, yeah. I'm going to use it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to terminate my relationship with this company. Let me tell you what I said verbatim. I said effective immediately. I'm only available as needed. They were like, bitch, we need you every day. Like, what does that mean? So, yeah, they haven't. Yeah, they haven't called me. So technically, I didn't quit. I just said I wasn't available. You just uh, changed your availability? Yeah, that's basically what I did. I changed my availability, but okay, okay. that'll be okay. They they got another sucker in the office, I'm sure. Okay, all right. So as everybody know, you know Erica, she hasn't been on the show in a while, so we like to do icebreakers. Um, oh gosh. Uh, so normally I would call these QTNAs, but now we're gonna call the icebreaker segment. How the fuck did we get here? Oh God, I'm nervous, but go ahead and shoot. I'm ready. So with any of these questions, if it's something that you have done, you have to give some of the details of the backstory. You don't have to use names. You don't have to like you don't have to go into anything specific like the place, time, or anything like that. But you just have to give us a little quick synopsis of what happened. You know, I have no filter, but I will do my best. That's what I love. I love when my anybody has a filter. All right. Yeah, but see, it gets me in trouble. But anyway, we'll we'll keep going. We'll get to that later. That's kind of why I had to take the break. <laughs> you got yourself in trouble? I got in trouble, yeah. But oh, Lord. We're good. We're still married. <laughs> but anyway. If you're in a relationship, how often would you want to have sex? So there's only seven days in a week. Oh my God. Why does every woman do that? They didn't hear this question. Because like, 
man, it's changed. Like since I've been married, I'm gonna just be fully transparent and say that I do not want to have sex every day. These kids cooking, cleaning. Well, I don't clean, so let me stop. I don't cook. I don't clean. Yeah, let me stop. But it's like you have so many responsibilities, and then you want me to fuck too on top of that. Like my husband, he he'll be good if he gets it every other day, but like every night, I have to sleep at some point, right? So, so is it? Would you say it's all the responsibilities together, or is it because you guys have young children? You know, young kids don't understand personal space. That too. I think it's also that as well. But my kids are slowly at the point where they're not requiring, you know, as much attention. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't even know if I can really use that as an excuse anymore. Like, again, I'm just tired. Like, half the time, you know what the biggest, I feel like 90% of our conversations is about the temperature of the thermostat and what we're going to eat. Like, and I tell like my husband, he'll tell you that like I hate that responsibility. So I'm slowly starting to figure out. <laughs> I don't think women in general want the responsibility of picking their meals. We don't. Like it's so much better when he cooks because I mean. But the- think about it. Think about it. just how just as much pressure as it is for you to figure that out. It's, it's pressure the other way because you got to think about it. All right. Because especially a lot of times with women, y'all are m- the more picky of the two eaters because y'all might have some dietary restrictions or something that you're just not going to eat. So as a man, you got to sit there and think about, all right, what have we already ate? Yeah. Well, you know what? I have a rule that if I make, if I say, hey, I'm putting that responsibility off on you to cook. I can't complain about what you cook. That's my rule. Like, to me, that's just, that's doing too much. Not only are you, you're not gonna cook, you're also gonna be picky about what you're gonna cook. Like, and I think that's why my husband's so cool with cooking because, you know, I'm not really a red meat eater. I'll eat veggies all day. So if it was up to me, we'd probably eat chicken and veggies all fucking week. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> he doesn't like chicken like that. So. I think that's why he's like, babe, I got it. Because he knows if it's up to me, chicken. We're going to eat chicken. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not a steak eater. Um, I really don't like pork. You know, I'll eat it, but I don't like to eat pork. It's not good for you. Uh, but bacon is everything. That's what I was going to say. I was like, oh. Yeah, bacon. Come on now. Bacon is everything. Uh, so, but yes, so that's my rule. If he's going to cook, I cannot complain. And okay. yeah, so that's my rule. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay, that's a good rule. That's like, a good rule to have. XYZ, like, then nah, I might as well get in the kitchen and cook. <laughs> okay, all right. So, well, I'll say that one for the later three that we're gonna do. All right, here's the last one, then we're gonna move on to another segment. Uh-huh. Have you ever stood someone up? Oh, hell yeah, I have a lot. I think I've, same, I've same, stood same. up more people than I've actually met. So, yeah. Yeah. Why is that? It makes, it makes it like you're a bad person, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, um, 
I don't want to see nobody. Like, I'm so antisocial. I think that's why it's a great thing that I got married because I sucked at dating. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see you. Or I see you and then I'm like, all right, I'm good for the month. Like, they like, damn, bitch, you don't ever want to see me? <laughs> I saw you uh, last month, bro. Like, yeah. Like, and I have people in rotation. Like, you know, I don't know. I get, I used, I get tired of people easily. So, yeah. Um, I'll you're be tired honest. of people because you're antisocial or just yeah. I, sometimes I just don't want to be bothered. So yeah, I'm I'm the worst. I have stood up quite a few people. As a matter of fact, being married it's even fun. I still stand up people, but I have a good reason to. I'm married. Like you shouldn't be trying to set nothing up with me, no way. So like yeah, we can try to hang out, but is it gonna happen? Nope. So. so. That kind of ties into today's topic. Okay. So we're going to talk about like fair trades when it comes to like relationships. Uh-huh. And basically we're going to try to break down who like see if there is a happy medium, which we know there is no happy medium. There is no such thing as 50-50. It's, it's just not going to happen. You know what? I agree. But I also got a really good piece of advice when I got married. <laughs> so. Oh, the advice. I'm so yeah. sorry. That was rude. There's always going to be an instance where one is more patient than the other. So it's kind of like there might be times when it's 40, 60. And then there's times that you're giving 40, 60. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's it. I feel like over time it balances. It's I don't think it's ever going to be 50, 50. So you saying I say the, when it comes to marriage, the best you can the best you can look forward to is that at some point toward the end, it's all going to equal out. Uh, well, we can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> see that right there. This is why people will be ducking relationships right there. Exactly, but see, you know, I think that's why I stayed single for so long because, you know. Um, I wasn't w- willing to c- commit to that. Like, I would only commit to that with my husband. In a relationship, like, boyfriend, girlfriend? Hell, be fuck, no. Maybe when I was young and dumb in high school and in college, but um, yeah, no. Because you don't really know if it's ever gonna balance out. Like, especially in the beginning. Like, when you're married, it's kind of like, it's, it's almost like a contract or a bond. You get what I'm saying? So it, it's checks and balances. But when you're not in a relationship, it's just kind of, I mean, or when you're just in a relationship, girlfriend, boyfriend, I just don't believe in that. And I think that's why I was single and quote unquote, longing to the streets because I wasn't committing to nobody. I was just like- But I mean, how did, but, but like I said, how are you going to get to the ultimate goal, the marriage, if you don't, like date and you don't go through relationship phase. I mean, of course, when you're in relationship, when you start feeling like it's too lopsided, that's when you probably either kind of need to look at removing yourself from that, from that situation. Yeah. Maybe over time, getting to that point. But when you start off, like my daughter is single right now, but some of her uh, like friends are in relationships and things like that. And my other friends that, you know, that are in relationships, you know, I don't feel like they have that check and balance. So it's kind of like, if it's not 50-50, it's 60-40, 80-20, but 
it's like 80 20. It doesn't ever flip. It doesn't reverse. You get what I'm saying? So is it really 80 20 or do they really just feel like that? Because I, t- I say this, like, from talking to like some of my homeboys and even some of my homegirls, they always feel like it's like 70 30, 80 yeah. 20. So then, so then I go into this whole thing, okay, what do you feel like that you're doing? there's so much more than what the other person is giving so like for guys for us for instance mm-hmm. we know it's never it's never going to equal up because we are in a position to where we always or i guess i'm not gonna say pursuing you guys i say dating and courting you guys even if you get married so we shoulder the majority of that so that's already gonna make it lopsided for as far as that you know, but I don't I don't know the other side for the woman. It's like, OK, if the guy is doing what he's supposed to, he's planning dates, he's planning these things like what what as the woman, what are what are you guys doing to try to make it close to being equal for him? Like, you know, like I say he can buy you flowers. It ain't go. It ain't go look right for you buying your husband flowers. It's like, what am I supposed to do with these? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So let me, maybe I should retract my school, my, you know, but see that, that goes into that little buffer, that room or whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so in the beginning, I mean, well, things are changing. Things are constantly changing, you know? Um, so yeah, I can see where you're going with as far as the men, where all, you know, your men, you're having a court or whatnot. Um, I feel like that's just a phase. That's just initially, you get what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. you're hit with like real life, problems what I say like rather it be financially uh, medical you know uh, death in a family whatever that's when it kind of shifts into another phase because you have to make the decision of like is this person worth me making that sacrifice Um, like for example my husband we were courting in the beginning you know what I'm saying and um I do recall a time when like he got laid off. So, you know, if that would have probably happened in the beginning or other women, they would probably be like, no, this nigga's unemployed. He can't support me. Deuces. You get what I'm saying? I didn't know. I didn't do that because, I mean, I knew that it wasn't his fault, um, you know, and I cared about him, loved him, et cetera. Um, I said, et cetera. That's terrible. Okay, but anyways. So uh, at, that, at that time, were you guys married at that time? No. No. Okay. We, damn, how long were we together? We were together for like, mm, shit, like three or four years before okay. we got married. Yeah. So this was, uh, so this was when you guys were in, like you guys were just like in a relationship working toward marriage. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I'm like, it's, it goes in phases. So maybe in the beginning for men, you know, it is the 60, 40, 70, 30, right? And then I think, you know, it should eventually like kind of balance itself out. But I don't know. Maybe it's because I was how I was raised, but as a woman, I feel that when you go into a relationship already, you know, um, being this nigga's mama and shit, it's kind of that's how it's gonna be, you know, when you're taking mm-hmm. care of them. You're um, holding them down financially and all kinds of stuff. You get what I'm saying? Like having a stay-at-home dad and all that. I was just like, wow. So you're kind. Of, that's kind of how it's gonna be. And me myself, like, 
I mean, there's been conversations that me and my husband has had, you know, especially with me being a nurse and everything that's going on that, you know, we had discussed, you know, the roles being shifted, you know, because mm-hmm. I am more at home with the kids and things like that, you know, and being a nurse right now, you can make phenomenal amount of money in a short time. But my husband's the type that he's going to be like, nah, I'm sorry. I can't just be sitting at home being a at-home dad or yeah. a work. What do, you, what do you call a house husband or I guess whatever. a stay-at-home dad. Exactly. That's, that's what we're going to call it for this. I, I don't know what, the, I don't think there's yeah. a term for it. A exactly. Anyway. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that you got to, y'all got to be courting us forever. I mean, a man is only going to, anybody, when it comes to anybody, you're only going to put up with what a person allows. Uh, I mean, or a person is only going to get away with what you allow. That's true. Uh, me as a rule of thumb I you know I try to teach my daughters teach my husband I mean I'm starting my son to um, you know in the beginning yes the man has to he has to fulfill that role you know um, because I'll tell you right now my teenager she had this really bad mentality where she wants to fix someone you know because that's what we want to do as women we want to fix somebody Mm -hmm. Um, and we we depend, we become this codependent person. Like our existence totally is dependent on this person. Then when this person gets stable, guess what they do? They bounce. They may or may not bounce. So, so you know, I don't know. it's funny that you say that because I feel like a lot of women, you know, like you guys like projects. Like, you know, I think you guys fall in love with somebody's potential before you actually fall in love with that actual that actual guy. Like you will see that he has a potential to probably be a wonderful father, a wonderful husband. And mm-hmm. then you just kind of ignore the person that he is flag. right now. <laughs> Cause like, even for me, even for me, you look at a woman, you'll uh-huh. kind of see those things and she probably don't have her stuff together. She probably ain't got a clue right now. Or maybe she's been hurt by something in the past and you kind of feel like you can kind of love that person through all of that. But like you said, then once they get through that, then it's like, all right, I'm going to go on yeah. to, uh, to the next or something like that. But I do exactly. see that that, pre- that predominantly help ha- happens the other way where the woman goes through, I guess, you know, the struggle with this dude and then all of a sudden yeah, he gets dropped or whatever. So it's funny, I don't know if you've seen this post um, where this guy, he kind of tests his, I guess his girlfriend. Uh-huh. And I don't know, this thread, it just got put everywhere. So I'll read it. Okay. It says like, it says, hey babe, guess what? No, he says, what babe? I got uh, got the job, 70K a year. And then he says, that's amazing, babe. I c- it couldn't have come at a better time. Now I can step down from my position and focus on my mental health. So her response is, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, babe, I'm not happy at this, at this job. The money is great, but I've been working too hard for four years straight. I stayed so you can finish your degree. I just want a less stressful job. I'm depressed here. Um, she, so she said, depressed. She said, she said, how when you make six figures? So like, we have everything we need, Patrick. You're telling me about your depression now. So you're going to be, so you, so you're going to be unemployed while I pay all the bills. Mm-hmm. So he basically responds. He was like, Brittany, I pay all of our bills for two and a half years. I'm asking you to hold us down until I see a therapist. 
and get my mental right. I've already, uh, I already have a few opportunities lined up. I just need a month. She says, wow, that isn't fair. I have to support you because you're depressed over a good career. You can't see a therapist and work as well. <laughs> yeah. So his response is, no, I want to focus on my mental health the entire month. I'm asking you to have my back like I had yours. What's the problem? She says, flat out, I don't want to do that. Yes, you can choose. Yes, you chose to allow me to focus on school, but that was your job. You provide for me, not the other way around. You can see a therapist. What she say? Hold on. She said, you can see a therapist. So he basically responds, so we done. Are you serious? She was like, Patrick, I'm dead ass. She said, I'm dead ass serious. I can't support a man, not even for a month. I wish you had have told me about this depression. I would have left a long time ago. I don't have time to deal with it. You hid, you hid that for me, and that isn't fair. I hope you're, I hope you were able to get help. I didn't sign up for this. So he was like, okay, at least I know you're not wife material. I've been seeing a therapist over my depression. I'm, I'm not quitting my job. I wanted to see if you truly had my back before I proposed. Get your shit and leave my house. You have your job. Now you can pay all of your own bills. We're done here. And her response was, I knew you was playing. <laughs> yeah, she tried to play. I, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's ironically, I mean, I didn't go through something similar, but again, that's what I, I mean, that was a great opportunity basically because it goes both ways. You know, that's why I'm like, even as a man, I do feel that men should also test the waters to see if their woman will really have their back. Um, you know, because that's one, of, that's one of the things that we've struggled with in our marriage uh, because of, you know, us being so stuck in that mentality of the gender roles. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And once I learned that I wasn't a good wife, but guess what? I'm a good partner. Um, and I feel that if you focus more on the partnership, you know, it'll be better because, I mean, times have changed. We're not, you know, we don't have the, you know, the wives aren't sitting at home waiting to greet you with a martini and shit, you know, the house <laughs> is perfectly clean and all this and that. Those those days are not, they're, they're over. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If you got that, hey, great. But like, it is what it is. But in the same sense, I feel that men should also, because that's where I had a power struggle in my marriage is because my husband was used to seeing his mom, you know, doing those things around the house. And I'm like, mm, I'm not, your, I'm not your mom. That's number one. And number two, I didn't grow up in that environment. I grew up in a single parent home. I saw my mom busting her ass and then coming home, taking care of kids, which is what I know how to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I do feel like as a man, you do need to, like, I'm not saying quit your job, but you know, if you're a successful man per se, I mean, I would either, I mean, you gotta test the waters. You gotta protect your bag, you know, or he'll sign a prenup or do something because, you know, I have a friend that he's pretty successful now. He's not in a relationship. And I know that he's he has a difficult time committing to a woman because he's so successful. He's so stable that, I mean, women are going to flock to him. You get what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. he can't really determine, you know, who's going to really have his back, who's going to really be down for him and whatnot. So he basically, he just chooses to be single, which I don't blame him, you know, because... And that's like one of the things, like I think both me and 
um, my partner, we kind of preach like to our friends, like, you know, cause you got a lot of people, they're looking for these guys that are successful that make six figures and stuff like that. And what yeah. I always tell people, I said, the dangerous thing that you don't realize to a, a man, especially a black man that has made it that successful, and you choose to, for lack of word, like how to latch yourself onto him, mm-hmm. you now become a possession. Exactly. Because he knows, because like you said, like your friend, he's successful. He has mm-hmm. women flocking to him, so he knows he has just as many options, if not more options, than the normal guy. So yeah. his patience level, as far as to putting up with a woman, is like zero to none. Exactly. So it's like, his, in like a lot of those guys' mind, if you are not prepared to be at this dude's beck and call, and it may not be you having to cook and clean, but when he says, come hither, if you don't come hither, then I always know that it's somebody in the background waiting to take your spot. Exactly. It, very, very much so. And I think that's why I even stayed single for so long because, I mean, of course, being a nurse, I mean, we're not, we don't just, I mean, we have the opportunities galore. I mean, we we have the potential to, to make as much money as we want, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't going to support nobody in the beginning. You get what I'm saying? Like, and it's not to say that, you know, because there were times that, you know, I may have, uh, been making more than my husband or whatnot, and I just take it as 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 for what it is. It's a partnership. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like right now, prime example. Right now, I'm not working, so I'm not bringing in zilch. Other than you know, I I have passive income, but it's not a paycheck. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you know that role that it can constantly flip. And that's one thing with marriage, you have to be willing to commit to that flip, you know, whether or not, you know, things are going to be great, whether or not you're going to be, you know, hopefully not living out your car, like knock on wood. We've never just been in that scenario. We've always been, you know, blessed to, to a sense. We've never had to live check to check, things like that. But there's been times where, again, I might be bringing home that 70, 80, and he may not, you know, he may have a cut back or whatever. And, but me doing that for someone that I'm not married to is not happening. And that's my, like, that's my thing. Like, you know, prime example, you saw how, um, that, I'm not going to speak. I'm not going to say anything negative. Ari Fletcher, I think her name is. You see how she bought bag, yo, that eight. Okay. Yes, that was a nice gesture. Um, but I was like, yeah, that's like, what are you, like, what goal do you have? Like, this nigga is not, you know, I don't feel like he really claims. I mean, yeah, it's your girlfriend. But when you're a girlfriend, especially in the industry, you come a dime a dozen. That's true. Uh, so I was just kind of like, when I saw that, I was like, and she kills me. The thing about her that kills me is that she always want to holler and call someone broke. And I'm just like, bitch you still have that broke mentality. Like, I mean, and, and the fact that, yeah, you did this awesome thing as far as generational wealth, but that wasn't a good investment because you're not married to that man. So it's just kind of like, I don't I mean, know. But, but on top of that, you got, but think about this, because, I mean, yeah, she bought that land, but realistically, <laughs> like, where did the money come from? Like, I'm pretty, I mean, did some of that money come from her baby daddy, who's also a rapper? Some of the money that... 
he's probably giving her because think about the same thing with Gucci Mane and Keisha he left her yeah. money and she started a business so when he got yeah. out of jail she you know did things for him you know based off of the income she made off of his initial investment exactly. so I mean he eventually married her and they got kids mm. but I mean like I said, I don't know what goes on in their relationship, so I can't say this, that, and the third. I mean, you buying that land for him. I mean, she yeah. bought that land one that's in the hood, so... Exactly. Like, I mean, it was like hopefully, you know, hopefully he can something. do something you know, good like, with it. Wasn't even impressive. But what I what I can tell you about Keisha Kaor, because, you know, a lot of people don't like her. I can tell you the reason why that she did it is because, I'm telling you, it's that Jamaican background. You know I'm half Jamaican, so I know. Yeah. That's Jamaican shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are true hardcore hustlers by any means. And I think that's that was more of her culture than anything. Not not too many women would have made as wise of an investment. They might have like yeah. Or like the woman, um, her and her husband, like Turkey Leg Hood. So, you oh, know, yeah. since he's a felon, his name can't be on anything pertaining to that business. But we know where the money came from. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, like you say, there has to be a balance. Like for me and my partner, like she has, you know, she she definitely she she has she got her grind and stuff from her mom. She has like her own businesses and stuff that she's planning and she's still working on something that she's actually doing. And for me, I like being in the background. I'm yeah. like, it's like, it's like, you know, I suck. Like my whole social media presence, like to me, it's so stressful. Like, it, I don't even like, like I said, I don't even know why I have a podcast. But like, I don't like being on social media that much. Like, I'm like, I'm probably like, if you look at like me looking at social media, that's probably the least thing that I do with my phone. Yeah. But you know, me, I don't mind being in the background, helping and doing all that other stuff. Like, that's what I like to do. Cause I like, like, I don't like, I don't, I don't really care about none of the other stuff. So like me, like with her uh-huh. and like the kind of the struggle that I have with her, cause she is so independent. She had that, I'm gonna go get it myself. I don't want to ask nobody. I, uh-huh. I kind of like, babe, let me know. I mean, you don't have to do this by yourself. She'd be like, I know. And then she still like, it's hard. Like, you know, it's hard to get Not her hard, out of that yeah. mentality. But like I said, it, it has to be a balance. Like, yeah. So I'll ask this. Do you think women know how to date? No. I mean, no, we don't. I mean, and it's not I'm really not, our I'm not talking about as far as like getting ready and going. No, I know what you mean, like courting and uh, not even so much courting, like I'm talking about like just like 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 a date, like just like how to like to plan a date. Mm. For for a man, like how like okay take yourself for instance uh-huh. okay okay answer this question what do you think a date consists of like what are the parts that that go into a date i mean i feel that it should involve some sort of engagement like um so yeah i i mean well to answer your question no we don't know how to date <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> number one. Uh, number two, I think that it should involve like, you know, going somewhere nice, just being in a nice, you know, social environment, having good conversation. Okay. Um, and that's something that we as women, we do struggle with is conversation, you know, like, so that's why I'm like, yeah, we're terrible because like. Okay. So this is my thing. If women struggle with that conversation piece, how can a lot of these women keep saying that one, hey, guys don't know how to hold no conversation and like they don't know how to talk about nothing. And I was like, I don't really think that's the case. In some cases, yes. It depends yeah. on who you're going out on a date with. If you're going out on a date with a dude that comes from the same kind of background as Moneybag Yo or somebody who's really entrenched in the hood like that, mm-hmm. and you and, the, and you date this person you may not be, you guys are not going to speak the same language. Yeah. But like I said, it ain't that men don't know how to hold no conversation. It's like a lot of these women don't be talking about nothing. Exactly. They I mean, this whole fantasy of what that they gives you an opportunity to know to gauge that person, you know, because if they can't, <laughs> if they can't even carry on a conversation, like, can you imagine being married to that person? Hell to the hell to the fuck no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's so, such a crazy. I'll thing. say this: the put the put because like majority of the listeners are women. The mm-hmm. put y'all up on game. So as far because like. I mean, y'all make strides. I see women; they'll buy, they'll buy a nigga a drink. Yeah, they'll buy a nigga. They'll take, they'll pay the bill at the, at, you know, the tab. I'm like, that's the easy part. But yeah, but like a date, it should consist of, like you said, an activity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, a meal if you want to have it, and then like you said, like a conversation. Yeah. So if you if you have those three aspects, those are the equal things to a good date. You don't have to have all three. You definitely have to have two of the three. Exactly. Because, I mean, what I will say is that, well, number one, I've been wanting to, I wanted to say this earlier, but we kind of switched subject. But back to your girl. One thing I can definitely say about your girl, because I can identify with that, like being independent of things, just a little advice you may want to give her is, number one, you want to be careful with that independence because God has a way of humbling you. <laughs> um... I was very independent, did whatever I want. And let's just say it got, it just got to the point where I literally had to just sit my ass down. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I want to say on that note. So as far as what you're saying, as far as the conversation, I mean, I, again, I feel like that's a good opportunity for the man to see if she's more than just ass and titties and face and clothes. I mean, you know, like there's times that, you know, I've been on dates and I'm able to converse, you know, with people, but I've been on dates where the men spent, they literally carried the entire conversation, only wanted to talk about themselves, which is great because I, I want to learn, you know, about the person that I'm with. Um, but I mean, damn, can I get a word in? Like, you're telling me all this about you, and I'm like, <laughs> my nigga, shit, can I fucking open my mouth? Like, yeah. Um, so I feel like that's that's where you get to, to really figure people out. You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. there's times that I've been on, I do recall this one date. I highly doubt this guy will ever hear this, so I don't mind talking about it. He'll know exactly who I'm referring to. I went on a date with this guy very 
a very, very attractive guy. And he was a nice guy. He was in the military. He was successful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he was very, um, I realized that he was very self-conscious or something, right? Like, I don't know. I like to observe things. And he took it as me, like, looking at people or something. So he felt like I was being disrespectful or I wasn't giving him that attention. And in my mind, I'm like, bro, I'm sitting right here. I'm listening to you. I'm, like, observing the room. You know, I don't know. I'm very hypervigilant. I like to look at exits. I like to see who's coming. And he was getting upset because I wasn't making eye contact. And eye contact is something that I struggle with because in Jamaican culture, that's considered disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So I'm still learning to make eye contact, but I struggle with that. He took it as me, um, like, I guess not being trustworthy or something. And even though I was able to communicate, conversate, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I saw that as an opportunity to quickly exit. Cause I was like, damn, this dude is getting upset. Like if I so much as checking my phone, if I'm looking over here, you know, he wanted me to just constantly be in his face and I'm just like bro you need a lap dog like I don't I'm not gonna do all that <laughs> my thing is this I mean you don't want no who wants somebody sitting there just staring at them the whole time like like just think about it if you did the opposite of that if you sat there and just stared at him the whole time that still would have been weird so weird yes and now, now okay you make eye contact like you're so, like you're supposed to make eye contact maybe for like three seconds, then you're supposed to look so that that that's the person that you're paying attention. Yeah. But you don't have to sit there and stare at them the whole time. Like that's weird. I mean, dude, he really wanted me to be in his face like 24-7 because I make a point not to check my phone very often when I'm on like a date or dinner and things like that. So that's why I know like I wasn't, you know, being, you know, what I call just downright disrespectful, being on my phone, checking, scrolling Instagram and things like that. Um, and I legit checked my phone and it was my daughter who hit me up and I was just like you do know I have you know uh, well Kayla was probably like 10 8 or 10 years old I was like I do have a kid like I can't just cut my phone off or just not like I have to make sure that she's good (laughs) he didn't care he was like you're here with me blah 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 and I was like okay I think uh, I went to the restroom and fucking left. Like, I didn't even, I, like, again. (laughs) Bro, I'm the stand-up queen. If I get a bad vibe or, like, you, I'd be like, I'm not comfortable and I will leave. Uh, Because I've been, I'm gonna go to the the restroom, go to the ladies' room. Hell yeah, I went to the bathroom and um, I remember I planned the shit out. Like, that's why I look at exits. I look at routes. I went to the rest- restroom and, you know, you go one way and then you come back. Nigga, I went the, to the restroom and then went like around and then I shit went to my So I, so I, I, I imagine you made it to where his back was would have been toward the bathroom. Yeah, like, and I could tell he was looking like, you know, I don't want a person looking. I was like, nigga, I'm out. I was gone. <laughs> like, blocked on all platforms. I think I did that to somebody before. I did that to this one, this one lady, like, like I kind of, she kind of like, I ain't gonna say she kind of, yeah, she totally catfish, you know. That's why I didn't know that women, y'all know about y'all angles. <laughs> y'all know how to take pictures to where y'all make the angle. Oh. 
my gosh, bro. Well, you know what? Now it's not even that anymore. Now, like I have a, um, I have an iPhone, and I also I bought a Samsung Flip, um, because <laughs> I had two iPhones, and that shit was like a nightmare. It was you know some stuff was going on. I was having some issues, so I decided to go to another phone rather than having an iPhone because basically like messages was going here and there and everywhere, and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. So I got a Samsung Flip, and I love it. But I realized that these Android people are catfishing like a motherfucker because there's like a filter on there. Like there is this filter that you can touch up your appearance, <laughs> make your face smaller. Um, you can do all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, well, damn, like not even, I'm not even saying take the picture and then edit it. No, I mean, I'm talking about as you're looking into the camera, it's editing your appearance. And I was like, wow. This is ridiculous. Like, well, this young lady, she was a she was an Apple, she was an iOS user. <laughs> she just was really good at her angles. So, got to this restaurant. Oh man! And I'm looking for her. Like, I, I kid you not, it's only two black people in this restaurant that's not working there. Me and this other lady. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that can't clearly be the person that I'm supposed to be meeting because. It looks nothing like any of the pictures or anything that I've seen. So, I mean, I have been guilty in the past of having certain angles, I guess, to make you appear slimmer. But at the same time, like, I think, I don't know. I think after over time, I, I just kind of was like, look, you, you get what you get. You're going to eventually see me in public. <laughs> What the fuck? There ain't no point. There's I remember, no point. Um, you know, it's funny that you said it because that was one of the things that my husband said when he met me. He was like, wow, this is the first time I've seen a woman and she actually looks like her photos. And I was just like, what? Hey. Yeah, he said, man, he said, I've seen so many gorgeous women online and then I meet them in person and they're, you know, there's they're nothing like, looks nothing like their pictures. Hell yeah. And they have 50,000. All right, so. Let's see, how can I, okay. So what is it, like, what do women bring to a relationship that helps even everything out? Keep like, in mind, keep in, nothing, keep, absolutely nothing. Keep, keep in mind now, like you said, it's a lot, women ain't staying at home no more. Yeah, y'all having babies, but babies going to grandma and they're going back to work. So y'all not like you say you're not sitting at home waiting with a, waiting for a martini for your husband. Fuck no, you'll be sadly mistaken. So but like, um, like, I'll be the first to say I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for the men. I really do. I feel sorry for the men, and I also feel sorry for the women because we got two different things going on. We got you know the women who um, they're so focused on like I feel like they want to look like everyone else. Because, I mean, they're doing these surgeries, they're doing all this and that to edit their appearance and stuff. They think, you know, oh, well, well, as long as, you know, I look good or whatnot, but, you know, I'm not going to tell it on my age, but I'm sure we can all guess how old my ass is. But when we hit this age, <laughs> shit, them looks is only going to get you so far. <laughs> um, they trying, they try, they trying to get their bag and move on. That's what they trying, they, they trying to, they trying to find a dude with money yeah. for that dude to 
give them money so they can ultimately get to where they want to get to because I think they feel like that's the recipe that they probably saw on TV or something but they yeah. don't really know everything they looking at Ari Fletcher and uh, what's the other one uh, damn I, li- I actually like her Alexis Sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, they got them as role models. They think they just got to, you know, get pregnant by a rapper or something, you know. But after a while, like, when you hit past 35 to 40, that shit expires. Like, like it does. But, and then as far as from the women's side, the flip side, you know, because the men ain't going, they're not going to get all the credit. As far as women, we, we struggle too because a lot of men you know, yeah, it's changing now where now they're saying now it's more two-parent homes now or people are mm-hmm. co-parenting better or whatever than what it was when we were growing up. You know, I think it, on the flip side, we have men who are so used to seeing their mom do it all that now they expect the woman to do it. Um, yeah, I'm like, no, nah, bro, that's not... Like I don't mind. Me. Yeah, it's I don't like mind. Huh? I, I don't expect, like, like because, like, me like me and my partner, like, I, like I told like like we're like I said I plan on marrying her but I don't expect her to sit here cooking clean mm-hmm. all this other stuff because I do I do believe in a partnership it's like okay yes. what parts of the chores do you want me to do and what do you like what do you want to take you know take ownership of mm-hmm. like if she doesn't want to cook okay fine because I don't like washing dishes like if I we if we could do this thing where if I cook and you wash dishes as left, yeah. I'm good. You know, other than that, I mean, like I said, I don't care about cleaning, folding clothes. Why? Because like I me, mean, like you said, come from a single parent household, especially when you're the oldest child. Guess who got stuck? Man, doing I was the stuff that your everything. mom didn't have time to do. Hell yeah, I was stuck doing everything and. But I mean, at the same time, I didn't feel like because um, because I did everything or whatever. Like, I mean, I don't know. I still I didn't expect to to get a man to take care of. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad. I thank God that my husband isn't that type of guy either, um, because, yeah, it would not be good. But I don't know. man. It's, it's really it's really a fucked up time to be single. Uh, it's really a fucked up time to be alive if you want to be serious. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, <laughs> ne- I never in a million years plan. I didn't plan on being married, and the fact that I'm married is still it's it's literally an act of that's all God because like I had no plans, no nothing. Um, but right now it's it's hard out there, so I suggest that anyone that's single, anyone that's dating, um, I feel like before you start being heavily invested, you make sure that that person is worth investing into. Um, not just for the sake of not being alone or not being single. Because I think a lot, I think a lot of people are afraid of having uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk. Like nobody wants to talk. You know what I'm, I'm going to say? And my daughter, she's probably going to roll her eyes. Shit. Nobody even wants to figure out people. They want to go so far off in these horoscopes. Like, I'm just like, God damn. Like, people are literally judging people off their horoscope. Um, yeah. Like, what is that? Like, I was at a boat party where they, they got into that whole thing. And I'm sitting there because, one, I don't know a lot about horoscopes. I don't either. And two, like, you know, it's like, you know, it's when people start getting into battle of horoscopes, 
like for some reason like there's certain horoscopes that never get brought up and Capricorns is one of we don't like we don't never we don't like we just yeah. be like we don't have no dog in that fight we don't we don't really I guess I don't know because most Capricorns their birthdays are in the winter time in the most in the horrible months but nobody gets to do anything so we just like right, we don't really care but I feel like this and I feel like this and I say this I say that I'm lucky and I'm blessed that when I finally decided I was going to be open to like love and all that other stuff that I found the person that I did find because yeah. like you're right motherfuckers is trash trash like, a lot of these women out here like, when they come to dating like they have all these rules and all these other stuff it's like that you that they, it takes you so far away from getting to know this person exactly. that you end up creating your own misery because yeah you looking for this guy that checks all these boxes and you don't even fill in the box like that's what kills me too it's like they they have all these expectations and then they don't even bring anything to the table I mean like not realizing yeah you may want a guy that makes six figures yeah but I mean if my if husband makes six figures is he going to provide for you he could not be he could be stingy as shit yeah where you got a guy who make 35 45k uh-huh. then he'll go work that overtime he'll go do this he'll go do that and like my girlfriend like she tell people that all the time this is the thing a guy is gonna spend money on what on who and what the hell he wants to exactly and you want yeah. this guy that makes all this money nine times out of ten he got that money from uh-huh. not spending money on motherfuckers that look like you. Ain't it better. <laughs> so what we gonna do to wrap this up after we discover that women don't know how to date. Some of y'all are trash. <laughs> but we gonna, um, we gonna finish up with these last three questions from how the fuck did we get here? Alright. Have you ever been arrested? If so, for what? <laughs> Man, okay. That's not fair, though. This one is not fair. I have been arrested before. Um, but I will tell you that it was not me. It was like a guilt. It was a guilt by association. Okay? Okay, so you was an accomplice. No, I was not a fucking accomplice. <laughs> this is what happened. Okay, when Kayla was like nine months old, um... I went to academy with my sister. That's why I can't stand her ass to this day. Anyway, as we went in academy, my daughter, I mean, my sister was in college, basketball player. Why did she feel the need to steal these shoes and put them in my daughter's diaper bag? I don't know, but she did it. She threw it in my kid's diaper bag. And, you know, um, when we were leaving the store, this heifer basically was like, well, Kayla, Erica, I'll take Kayla, you take the bag. So, of course, I'm going to give her this 20-pound baby and carry a bag, right? Oh. So then when, I, when I'm walking out the door, I feel the box, right? I feel the box, and immediately I I was getting ready to turn around. But guess what? The store was getting ready to close. So they were like, nah, man, you, you need she to... She took the whole box? This She took the whole box. Your sister is the world's... You know what? I'm glad she ain't making a career out of this because your sister's the world's worst thief. World's worst thief, yes. So, yes, I got arrested because it it was me that walked... You know, when, of course, when I walked out, like, I almost... It was you that had the stuff? 
Oh, you that had it, yes. I, um, you know, my my family hired me an attorney and my sister admitted to it. And uh, <laughs> luckily it was dropped off my record when they realized that I had absolutely nothing. How, how, how could she not? They're going to look at the shoe size. Like. And that, and that alone, like I... I, you know, I actually, that was another, that was a point that they did make. They were like, this woman wears a size eight. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you remember my sister. She was pretty yeah. tall. She wore like a size like 11 or 12. Yeah, she had to be like a 11 or 12. Hell yeah. Because initially they were like, oh, well, she could have got it for her boyfriend or whatever. I was like, but it was a women's pair of shoes. Yeah. So. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. When I think about that, it makes me mad. But anyways, yes, let's go on. Because I, I done got mad. I feel like calling and cussing her out. Cause... All right. So the last time I got arrested, I think I, t- I even told this story on the show at one point. Mm-hmm. So I did something really stupid. I got my youngest daughter's mother a car. So we break up. She's not paying the car note. So they're calling me, like, cause her whole thing was we could have got a car, but her parents wanted her name somewhere on it. Her credit was so bad, we had to go like to like Chacon or some shit to get this car. She's not making a, the car note, like, and the, and the payment was like maybe two twenty five a month or some shit. It wasn't even nothing. Wow. So they're calling me. I was like, why are y'all calling me? I said, I don't drive that fucking car. I said, y'all can just go get the fucking car for all I give a damn. Yeah. She wasn't so making like, you know what? No. I said, you know what, Betty? Yeah, I'm going to go get the car. I'm going to break it to y'all because I'm tired of y'all calling y'all the time. So I'm calling her and say, hey, I've been telling her the car people calling the car people. I'm going to come get the car. So I go to her apartment. The car is nowhere. In front of the apartment, like where it's normally parked. Uh huh. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go upstairs anyway, whatever. So I'm yeah. going upstairs, and the next door neighbor was like, hey, she there? She, like, she in there with some dude. I was like, I don't give a fuck who she in there with. I'm here for the car keys. Like, yeah. <laughs> and this is the funny thing, because I kind of figured that. I think they had gave me a heads up. So I gave, lucky for me, I gave my pistol to the neighbor's husband. So I, I used my key to go in the house. They in there playing foosball. Uh-huh. Like the kids are not there. The kids are at her grandmother's. They, like they in there playing foosball. So they both of there stopping freeze. Like what the fuck? She looks at me and was like, how did you get in my house? I was like, with the key you gave me, dumbass." Right. I was like, hey man, I was like, where the car keys at? She was like, I'm not giving you the car keys. So I was like, so I tell the guy, I said, hey, man, I said, I need to talk to her. You might want to step outside. And, you know, he tried to be all, I ain't going nowhere. I said, all right, suit yourself, homeboy. So, you know, I'm just telling him, like, hey, the car people calling, talking about you ain't paying your car note. And I say, you ain't here sucking the fuck of this nigga. I was like, he ain't helping you pay the car note neither. So I'm here to get the keys. So she was like, I ain't giving you shit. So I turn and see the keys on the hanging thing. I was like, uh-huh. oh, fuck it, you ain't got to give them to me. They right here. Yeah. So I take the keys. Like, she all do this thing where she kept her car, the car keys separate from the house keys. So I just grabbed the car keys. And, like, they kind of lunged at me and shoved me out the door. But I got what I came for. Yeah. Like, that's so, all you want. 
<laughs> yeah, so I get in my car. I'm going back. I'm going back to my apartment. Uh-huh. And then I see the police. Like, I could have went leaving her apartment. I could have went to the left, took the highway, you know, back to my apartment, or I could have went straight down this street. I don't know why I made this right. Because <laughs> I'm right. like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So two police cars drive past me. You know, they turn around, put their lights on, all this other shit. <laughs> they pull me over. You know, uh-huh. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, can you pop your trunk? I'm like, yeah, I can pop my trunk. It's messy as hell in there. Yeah. Oh, he dig down to the bottom of the trunk, grab this T-ball bag. This motherfucker's still wrapped in plastic. Talking about, oh, I, this is where I found it. I said, you found what? So he tried to, he started reading me my rights. I'm like, hey, I said, what you, I said, hold on. I said, what you arresting me for? Yeah. Motherfucker told me from breaking into a domicile and something about, uh, uh, like threatening them with the bat or whatever. Oh, so wow. I ended up in jail. I was facing like two like two felonies and I was like, you know, this is some bullshit. Yeah, that's the last time I went to jail. You know, baby mama lied to me. Like, I, I wasn't going to the, the police. But the funny thing about it is the detective came and got me. Uh-huh. Told me he had talked to my neighbors and everything. He, he gave me a ride back home. They dropped all the charges before she got there. That's great. Well, that's good. I was just getting ready to say, like, oh, yeah. damn, how, how did you get her that? Because if I, they would let me out of jail, oh, she was out of here, buddy. She was going to be out of here. Hell my yeah. daughter was going to have no parents. Wow. Terrible. Well, I, we can all agree that that wasn't worth you going to jail. <laughs> I thought you were going to say um, they charged you with theft of the vehicle or whatnot. Because yeah, I've another case too, that gonna... a lot where people I... are I never got I never got the car because I, I didn't know where she parked it. Oh. So I never so I never got the car. Oh yeah, duh. Damn, I just thought about that. Well, where the fuck was the car? I don't know where she parked it. Wow, she probably had it in a garage or something like. But yeah, so oh, shit. But anyway. So you got any advice before we close this out for women who don't know how to date and don't bring shit to relationships? I'm a firm believer in figuring yourself out before you do anything. Like, I think that's where we get it so messed up is, you know, when we're kids, we're trying to please our parents. (laughs) Then when when we're teenagers or adolescents, we're trying to please other people. And then we get into relationships and we're trying to please a man. Um, Mm -hmm. I think at some point, like, you need to take a self-evaluation of yourself and figure out, like, First of all, are you even, I mean, if you ain't shit, then hell, you gotta do, you gotta do some soul searching and figure out, you, you know what I mean? Because we're all here for a reason, for a purpose, you know? Yeah. Not just to look pretty and the fuck, like, um, so yeah, I, I feel well, like that. y'all don't even look pretty. Bro, I've seen some that I'll be like, God damn, I need their confidence, like. Hey, that's where it started. If you don't look, if you don't believe in yourself, how do you expect somebody else to believe in that shit? Yeah, but you still, I mean, you still gotta like, even if you have that self confidence, you still gotta figure yourself. Out. And you know what? I'll be honest. A lot of a lot of that stuff is on men because we allow, no, we allow this stuff because no niggas will fuck anything. Um, we allow this. So if a chick. No matter how skinny, is she crackhead skinny or is she big as a house? Like if Liz- she getting dudes' attention and dudes is doing stuff for her and fucking on her, she gonna think eventually in her mind that she is something. And like I said, there's somebody for everybody. 
So I'm, just like, I'm not going to knock you for your confidence. I was like, just don't be talking to me like I'm supposed to bow down to you. I'm like, look, exactly. you may be somebody cup, blood, pitcher, water yeah. fountain the tea, and it ain't me. So, exactly. I told this, I interviewed this YouTuber. I mean, not YouTuber. Um, protect your neck. Cultivate your vibe. And always be so unapologetic about your peace. And yeah. When I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut.